Welcome to the turnover March Madness edition. We're coming in spicy. We're coming we're coming in hot. It's been it's been a terror it's been a terrible week for everybody. Right. Um I guess real quick, it is Thursday, March eighteenth. It's been a terrible week and uh one conversation has led to another. Um we've got uh Kenny, I'm here helping host. And uh, we've got Alex and Eric with us today. How are you all doing? Hello. doing all Hi, right. friends. Um, so <laughs> before we were recording, uh, it's March Madness tomorrow, and Eric hates college basketball apparently. So Eric, tell us why you college why you hate college basketball, despite it being so fun and so great to watch sixty four teams and future NBA stars duke it out in 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 a short span of like two weeks. Why let, you're let, me ask, let me ask you a question, Kenny. Do you enjoy watching G League basketball in your free time, or or D League basketball, or it's Division not about, Three? Do you, do you love hoops? Basketball? Do you love basketball or not? It, it, I love it's about the competition. It's yeah, and I love the watching the beauty of the top basketball athletes but playing isn't, that game. Isn't collegiate sports? Isn't there almost like this like purity to it in terms of like these are these are people that are playing it because they love the sport of basketball. I part of it is I, the politics for me. I mean, I don't know if I I don't even know if I believe in that. I'm just <laughs> you're in it for the upsets, right? Like a 12 seed beating a 5 seed or when Florida Gulf, you know, Florida Gulf Coast whatever small boony ass university beat Georgetown. You know, it's like I, you're I don't, here for the I don't want to watch that. I want to watch the top teams play. I want to watch Georgetown. It's like but saying these are the top teams. The top it's teams like saying, "Oh, other. I want to see the Wizards in the finals." I, yeah. that's, I that's not the, what happens. I want to see the Wizards in the that finals. That was me trying to see Alex, Alex see? to watch college basketball. <laughs> he, Alex, here, let me explain to you the game of college basketball. 35 right. second shot clock, right? So 11 seconds longer than the NBA. They just dribble, dribble, dribble. They do dribble handoffs around the arc, swing the ball around the arc. Then probably when it's like 10 seconds left, uh, somebody just isos and tries to score. Oh, and then on. they just play full court D. Uh, it's just like a full court press, which is also it's exciting. To watch. Kemba Walker's Kemba Walker and UConn's run. Steph Curry, pre NBA Steph Curry. Come on, this is like this is you know the storylines, the 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 you know some of these great players that you never see. You know, Jimmer Fredette. I don't know. It's it's entertaining. It's fun. It's good basketball. I might watch because as we were just talking about our uh, our alma mater, the the Illinois. Um, Myers Leonard's alma mater. Oh god. We don't talk about Myers Leonard anymore. How about Myers Leonard on this podcast? He was so he was so anti Semitic that he was traded and fined for a week. But banned. Um, <laughs> our alma mater has has the number one seed right here. Yeah, yeah. Um which is big news because when we were in college still they were uh trash, <laughs> to say the least. But my roommate at the time, do you guys remember when I lived at Nugent my sophomore year? Uh, Kendrick Nunn lived right next to me. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the Kendrick Nunn. The Kendrick, yeah, Miami Heat Kendrick Nunn. I don't know if Kendrick Nunn went to to U of I. Yep, yep. Damn, uh, everyone's a fighting Illini. Our our friend Kendrick Nunn, unfortunately, had a couple uh, assault charges, I think. And that's why he joined the NBA late, but yeah. yeah. Also important. I mean, important. To, Damn, our important track record to isn't looking too great. I mean, it's almost as if uh, college athletics isn't really helping people become better people, but using them to make money off of their labor and athleticism. That's a good point. And you watching? Yeah. How do you how do you, you reconcile that? Right. NCAA um, does not sound. You pick a twelve-five upset and you get really excited about it. And... But at what cost? <laughs> I, there's a cost to everything, I suppose. That's. Uh, that's... I guess I don't know. That's not great. <laughs> Is that I an answer? <laughs> it's a non. It's a non-answer. I'm trying. I'm trying to save uh, March Madness, but all... wasn't there? Wasn't there someone that also pretty recently was trying to set up their own? What was it? Their own alternative league or something? You mean there's... LeVar Ball? No, not LeVar Ball. It's like something that happened in like the last month. I vaguely know what you're talking about, Alex. You know what I'm I, saying? Like I can't remember. They had a new program where they were going to pay the athletes uh, to play. Um, 
We'll have to. We'll have to. Dig it's the turnover out. basketball week. We'll have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. Mark collegiate sports March Madness. It's. Bad. It's got its. It's got its off the court problems. Right. But just like the NBA, just like the NBA, mm-hmm. but also also like the NBA, it's like you know, it's like competitive sporting event that a lot of folks uh enjoy except for eric because he thinks it's how is it low quality (laughs) and and is it is it just i I don't know anything about college basketball is it just one one game and they get knocked out yeah one single game elimination that's kind of exciting drawn out seven yeah Yeah. so if you're if you're a team that messes up you're done you know that's part of the excitement okay that is true that is true the yeah the one uh the single elimination games are fun but i i mean it's like it's like what the nba tried to do um in like the 90s right they made the the first round of the playoffs like five game series so there'd be more upsets but then what they realize is that people don't want to see the washington wizards in the finals right (laughs) they want to see the lakers or or whoever um i don't know right i'm just being a hater yeah, it's a different product. We have to acknowledge it's it is a different product, but right. I I still think it's a fun product nonetheless. Um, I guess Alex, if you if you do tune in and if you're more interested in like the NBA part of it, uh, you want to watch uh, Oklahoma State play because uh, Cade Cunningham plays for them and he's right. potentially the next number one pick. Super exciting. Or also, if you have you know if you have positive feelings about our alma mater at the University of Illinois, you can cheer them on throughout the entire tournament. Nice. I also I also found the the news thing. It was um over time this sports media company. Um they're doing a, a league called Overtime Elite, which will pay high school athletes at least a hundred grand a year to join their league. A hundred grand. And they're looking to get Roughly thirty of the top high school players is what they said. Um, Any? Do they have they signed anyone? Uh, I do. No, not yet. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of overtime. I don't know what they actually do. They have like sure it's not Levar Ball again. (laughs) Levar Ball by another. Another name. I mean, they look like just the media. You know what happened to his league, right? Media company. So Lavar's like uh, junior college basketball idea or whatever, like shut down and like people weren't paid and stuff, and it like completely collapsed. But but things are looking pretty good for for the balls. Yeah, so I guess we should transition (laughs) transition. away from March Madness because (laughs) you're welcome. Eric hates the product, and Alex is not yet fully convinced. Um, I'm not sold yet. It's fun. Come on. All right, we'll on, Kenny. We're talking about the Ball Brothers now. We'll All right, next time. the Ball Brothers. All right, what's new about the Ball Brothers? Lamelo is really good. Is that? <laughs> Lonzo's is looking pretty solid too. Lonzo's name is in a lot of trade rumors. Um, another story says he is. Uh, New York is on that, yeah. that list. Yeah, it would be a really interesting fit um, because New York already doesn't play with a good point guard. So at this point, it's like Lonzo might be a good fit because Julius Randle has the ball in his hands most of the time. Um, and for folks who may not be aware, Frank Nielakina started at point guard today because Alfred Payne is injured. Derek Rose has been in quarantine and quickly is also injured as well. And Frank Nielakina actually had a good game and the Knicks beat the magic by one nice. um but yeah lonzo on the knicks could be interesting the knicks are uh this is this will be my like two minute knicks update the knicks are hovering right around 500 it's a very exciting it's probably <laughs> it feels strange it's it's like the most exciting time for a knicks fan in a long time and it's happening in one of the you know worst years in the world but um yeah, I think like especially as fans start coming back into the building, you know, the Knicks aren't guaranteed a playoff spot yet, but they are, you know, they're hanging on to to the seed, especially if uh, 
Boston continues to play terribly. I know Alex, you might have some thoughts about that, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a fun squad. But I will say, as I've said before, the offense is really not that exciting to watch on this team. They're hard. They play hard, but it's like they're not exactly aesthetically pleasing sometimes. But Julius Randle, All Star year, you know, he's playing great, shooting a lot better. Kenny, would um, you um? Would you want Lonzo Ball on your team for twenty million? For twenty million dollars? I think that's the number I saw today. Um, probably not. Don't think that's worth it. I think like I don't know. It seems like folks are still attached to the idea that Lonzo is like an exciting young player, but I don't know. He may have like peaked in a lot of ways too. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have not watched that much Lonzo Ball this year. Um, this is based off like last year. I know his three-point shooting has gone up, but he's he's like an off-ball player, you know? I don't know if you give $20 million to an off-ball player. I'll keep it at that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I think the Knicks are moving in the right direction for the first time, and what you have to do is start putting together... I think the only way to to lure real like top free agents is you have to put together a decent team first for them to feel attracted to to join that team. Um, I don't know. I don't yeah. think Lonzo at twenty million is terrible. But you're right. He he's kind of an off ball uh, off ball guard right now and not really a scorer. Um, kind of does maybe something similar to like like his his strengths are like what Frank Nitokina already does for you, right? Like defense, um, maybe um, not the passing. Well, in theory, Frank Lonzo's defense. a lot better than Frank. I think <laughs> in theory. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I think Lonzo would be in- intriguing. Um, and you're right. Like maybe maybe it's worth it just to like you know continue to add talent because unfortunately the Knicks don't have too much in terms of assets. It's pretty much Randall Robinson, and you know everyone else. You know quickly has shown flashes of being a really great player, which is great to see, but. Unfortunately, Obi Toppin does not look like an NBA player right now. We'll see what happens, but he comes on for 10 minutes. Uh, no one on the Knicks really runs the pick and roll, so he can't really take it. He doesn't really get a, any chance to like cut to the basket and throw down big dunks. And he's kind of like a spot-up three-point shooter that can't shoot, so it's been kind of bad for him. So that's like one knock on the Knicks season is that like you know we hope to see a little more out of Obi, but. There's not really any time in the rotation for him either. Um, but yeah, that that's Nick's watch. You know, I'm still intrigued. I will probably get a little more excited once playoff time starts coming around and hopefully the Knicks can go ahead and clinch a spot. But I don't know. It's feeling a little... Things are getting a little close. Um, yeah, the, the East in general is, is very close. Like, yeah, Alex, what's going on with the Celtics? The Celtics... They're having a very bad time. They're not doing well at, at all. Um, I feel like after Hayward left, um, what's been left is it just feels very thin. And, um, you know, um, Marcus Smart just got back. But I feel like a lot of teams are struggling with players coming, you know, on and off from either injury or because of just COVID protocol. But even so, I think like Celtics are struggling a lot because like once you go outside their starting five, I feel like the young guys aren't really doing much. And um, it could just be a thing where like the the Tatum-Brown combo isn't quite at the level in which like they can really carry a team. or at least they struggle to really close out games as well, especially close games. Wow, and so, shots fired. Um, at Celtics fans. I don't know if it's a thing where they just need a little bit more time or or whatnot. But I, I I do feel like a lot of people are kind of anxious because it's like you have these like very talented players, um, but it's just not coming together, uh, and it's definitely a, a noticeable step back from from last year. Well, what's going on with Kemba Walker? Um, well, he was kind of, I mean, he's playing pretty decently now, but he, he was struggling for a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, coming back from the injury, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, I was surprised that Marcus Smart being out had such a big impact, but it makes sense. Like, he might be their best playmaker, right? Like, Kemba's been hurt in and out. He's more of a scorer. And then Brown and Tatum are definitely scorers. So I think they... I just don't think that team is constructed really enough right now to maximize the talents on the team. Um, And that's why I've been kind of confused about why people really want the Celtics to get like Harrison Barnes as a, you know, like trade deadline candidate. Um, Have you guys been seeing that too? Or what are your thoughts about them getting Barnes? Uh, As like a bench piece? Yeah, um, I guess it'd have to be, right? I mean, they they need help. They do need help. Um, Yeah, I wonder at what point, like, it's it's just hard to determine what the long-term vision is for this team. Uh, Because it felt like for a little bit they had, like, the super team thing, Kemba, Hayward, you know, none of them were healthy at the same time. Uh, Folks were getting injured. But now it's like, yeah, I I really don't know what adding... You know, it's like it's like the you know how PJ Tucker just went to the Bucks. That feels like a huge boost for the Bucks. But it's like we don't we don't feel the same way about the Celtics, right? Like it feels like at this point those small additions, unless they can figure out what's going on, like figure out their on the court issues, those I don't know if those small additions are really gonna put them over the top at this point. Um yeah, I'm wondering like how they'll move forward, but you know, there's still some time in the season for them to for them to figure it out but it, I, I i'm curious like is the issue like an offensive thing a defensive thing like i don't know like alex i guess you're a de facto celtics expert for some reason i don't watch that <laughs> i don't watch that many why am i the you yeah. well you're concerned you're always very <laughs> concerned about jason tatum i think i um <laughs> i i don't think there's one issue like the thing is like i think their records right now like 2020 because of injury but i think even without injury they would probably be looking really solid but also kind of in a similar dilemma as like last year where it's like they're solid they're pretty good they'll get into the playoffs but then like they just don't have enough there to kind of get them all the way and i think like that timeline concern is like an actual concern because it's more like well are they in like when now is it like a few more years is it like when is it and like yeah in the past few years they they've tried to add these all-star players in hoping that that would give them the boost but it just for one reason or another hasn't just quite clicked in that way and i so i i, I think it's that that's really kind of kind of causing this kind of distress i guess because it's just like we we've been kind of or the celtics have been like meticulous in terms of like planning this out and now they're kind of in this weird limbo where it's like you 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 have a really good team but like yeah you clearly don't feel like favorites to win it and like there are these kind of glaring kind of holes and so um i don't know yeah i don't know if like doing something at the trade deadline can really push them over because i think it is kind of maybe larger questions of this whole team in general and like what to what to do with it Mm. which i think is a shame because i think with like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you have like a really, really good duo to kind of build around and work with. Um, but, yeah, and yeah. I don't know. At the end of the day, what Jason Tatum's like twenty three and Jalen Brown's like twenty four, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, stuff changes in the NBA like on a dime, but if you can keep those two, that's at least you know ten years of good basketball that uh, to build a team around. So. Yeah. Not looking good for this year, but you know, I think long term, I'm I'm not. Yeah, too, I, don't, too I don't think they need to panic. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess um, I'm curious about one more team, and then I'll throw it over to y'all to to bring up some highlights or lowlights. Um, I wonder, do y'all? We can, we can cut this out later if if we we haven't been paying attention. But uh, are are the Toronto Raptors done? Well. S- they might trade Kyle Lowry, so yeah, yeah. it appears to be so. And I think I they not, should. I just feel like the collapse of this team was so sudden. Mm. 
and you know Van Fleet might be you know all these a lot of these guys I, I don't know might be on their way out it feels like Pascal Siakam is like back down to earth after being like a playoff uh, superhero for a little bit um yeah I don't know it feels like you know this is one of the teams that you thought were always going to be competitive because of Nick Nurse hmm. but they're under 500 well I feel like this year they played the way that we thought they would play last year to a certain degree but last year they kind of surprised us and it was like even with Kawhi gone they still obviously have like a very good team um and so they played like pretty well but yeah I think this year uh it is a it might be a mixture of like coming down back down to earth and um yeah yeah and I mean they've they lost and and Aaron Baines playing not yeah, well yeah exactly Exactly. I think it's a pretty big piece. <laughs> I think they were they were caught pretty off guard with um, Ibaka and um, Gasol. Gasol leaving. Yeah, it's two big pieces of their championship run, right? Um, yeah. But you know, I mean, I I do think that they should. If Kyle like if Kyle Lowry wants to stay, he should be able to stay. He's earned that right. But um, if I was Masai Ujiri, who I'm not. I'd be looking to trade him and, and get some assets because Kyle Lowry's like 35 and, you know, getting paid like $34 million and he's still a decent player that, that could do something for a championship team. So, Yeah, why don't we uh, get him to Brooklyn somehow, right? I thought you were going to transition to the Sixers. <laughs> That's, where, <laughs> That's where Lowry might go to. Well, uh, the Sixers are the number one seed right now, 28 and 13. Tied with Sixers, them. baby. Nets also have the same record. Yeah, tied with the Nets. It seems like all of Eric's predictions are coming true. The Sixers are finally, finally who we think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Can they keep it up? Are they gonna? Is this for real? It's for real, right? Embiid, MVP, Embiid. Anyone? Uh, Embiid was the MVP up until he got hurt. Yes, um, in my book or in my eyes, at least. But he was, like, on this fucking, like, mid-range shooting tear. Like, any jump shot he, he took from mid-range, he was making. Um, almost to a point where I was like, I don't know if this is sustainable. But um, I really like what Doc Rivers has done for that team. Um, and we are familiar enough with Doc Rivers where we know that after a while that, that kind of, like, wears and tears on players. But for now, at least... You know, Ben Simmons bought into his role, and he almost got traded for Harden, and he's still, you know, there's been no attitude problems. He's, you know, grinding hard on defense every day. Um, so I think when MB gets back, it's just about getting him right, and I think they have a really good shot um, to make it to the finals. But that that Nets team <laughs> without Kevin Durant looks hella scary. I don't know if you guys have been watching a lot of the Nets. I watched them play the Knicks the other day. The Knicks kind of made a bit of a comeback, but it was just like <laughs> the combination of James Harden and Kyrie. Um, I don't know. Two, two, one, two of the most like talented and most fun guys to watch, I guess, despite like the period in time where James Harden was kind of uh, maligned in, during his time in Houston. Uh, but yeah, it, it was. It's just like they're unstoppable. You know, Frank Nielakina fouled out in, like ten minutes. Like, no joke. I think it legitimately 10 minutes he fouled out. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they look great. Uh, Blake Griffin has joined the team, although at this point, who really knows how much he can even play? Um, but yeah, Brooklyn is is absolutely terrifying. But we, you know, I don't know. Yet to see them in a playoff context, I really want them to see, I really want to see, like, what kind of trades they're going to be able to pull in the deadline, which is a week from now. Um, Do you guys so- feel that Brooklyn, it's pretty much a wrap for the Eastern Conference, or that there's some competition out there? I don't think they're a wrap, just because I feel like um, a lot of the conversation when it comes to playoff time is that, like, defense is key. And so there is kind of this uncertainty with the Nets mm-hmm. that are obviously, like, kind of struggling with defense. But for now, you know, it's really not an issue just because of how you know good they are offensively but i think when it comes to like playoff time i think there could be questions especially because i think like the sixers and the bucks look really good at least right now and so 
Um, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't. The, to beat mm-hmm. the Bucks, it's like you really need to have the right personnel, right? You really need to have like like the Miami Heat had all these huge wing defenders that could move their feet and and bam out of pyre, right? And I don't know if like Kevin Durant and some of these other you know, Bruce Brown, if they're gonna be up for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Kenny. Because, yeah, the Bucks they have Drew Holiday now and like Giannis is still playing really, really good basketball, and I feel like they're kind of just coasting it, to be honest. And they're they're going a little underrated just because of them underperforming last last season. But I don't see why they can't improve on that and and really don't come fall in into the trap, before. Alex. Don't fall into the bucks. I'm trap. buying into it. I think the the bucks they have a solid case to go pretty far far this year. Um, but it's even pretty far. I mean, the conference finals, the finals. <laughs> First round. I mean, I mean, well, also like respect to like Doc Rivers is also a coach criticized for not making adjustments in the playoffs, so we shouldn't yeah, spare him either. I think the but, yeah. I mean, I will say I feel like the Sixers, as long as they're healthy, look really, really good. Like they look better than ever before. So I think I don't know. I just think that nobody yeah. can stop Embiid. Um, when yeah. when Embiid's you know play in MVP form, like nobody has a player in the Eastern Conference that that can match up except maybe like Bam Adebayo. Um, yeah, but and yeah. even then it's like he he goes from like being immortal to like a little mortal, I guess. Right, right. Are we are we underrating the Heat again? I don't think so. Silly. Uh, uh, you might have a point, Alex. I mean, the Heat have been on a tear recently too. Um, I, yeah. They struggled. Just I think they were fatigued from bubble basketball, but they've been playing well recently. I just feel like you know, Precious Achua has been playing really well. The rookie, a lot of angry Knicks fans, sad that they didn't trade for him instead. But um, I don't know. I really don't know how much better the Heat got, really. And I wonder if it was like a combination of hot shooting and. You know, I, I don't know. I'm less intrigued by the Heat team, and I'm more intrigued by like the additions that a team like the the Bucks were able to to get together. You know. Yeah, I think I think I was hoping to see a little bit more out of a bigger leap out of Tyler Hero. Who I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't paid too much attention to him, and maybe come playoff time he'll take that leap. But uh, I mean, he barely had an off season to get better. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. Any other Eastern teams y'all been thinking about? I guess like I want to give Alex the opportunity for the I'm Wizards looking at update. the Wizards. Are Wizards they? Watch. Are the Wizards gonna make the playoffs? Alex? Well, as of tonight, recording, they just beat the number one seed in the Western Conference, the Jazz, and so uh, I don't know. I've I've been watching a lot of Wizards games for better or worse, and before. Before their most recent five-game losing streak, they were doing pretty decent for, for quite a bit. <laughs> Four of the five games they lost in a row, <laughs> they were playing well. I mean, I only bring that up because I don't, like, the thing is, I don't know if it's, like, a fluky thing that they do well. Because, like, when they play well, you see, like, it is, like, Westbrook not being injured as he was at the beginning of the, the, the season. And, like, it is, like, there are these other players that make, pretty good contributions like Neto um, or even like Abdi um, or Mo, Mo, Mo Wagner and um, even missing their starting center Thomas Bryant I feel like everyone else has been able to step up to a certain degree um, but the clear pro- problem that that's true across the board is just like Scott Brooks um, as coach is just not but do, do you really good. think Scott Brooks is holding this team back from being yes, like I a do. I, I think hundred level team or I, uh... well, I'm not saying like the Wizards are an elite team. I'm I'm saying the Wizards would probably be <laughs> like they would. I mean, right now they're five games back from you know a lot of the teams right now in the East that are like bubbling in like the the five to to ten seed. I'd say like that area, right? They're five games back, and it's like would a better coach get them those five games? I think it's quite possible. 
is what I'm saying. And they would be in the mix right now. Uh, and I'm not saying they're guaranteed to like be better than any of the teams above them right now. I'm just saying like I feel and the weird thing is like if it wasn't for that like seven three run they had um a little while ago, um I don't know, maybe Brooks would have been fired and then we'd be in some alternate timeline in which they're they're now <laughs> better off long term. Where Alex I mean, is the coach of the Wizards. Where, where I I mean Anybody can be the coach of the Wizards and be better. I don't know. Like, it's truly atrocious end games. Like, it's truly atrocious games happening that we've lost because of the coach. And so, I, I mean, look, as someone as someone who has followed a terrible team all his life, give, you know, give me some advice. At the give bad me some teams, wisdom. They, it'll give you like the bad teams will still win games. Folks will still slip up, and like for back in the day, like the Knicks would randomly beat I don't think like the Rockets or something. I, I just don't. I just feel I know. Like I love Bradley Beal, and Bradley Beal, I think is, you know, he's the NBA's leading scorer. But really, what is around Bradley Beal? You know, and like I feel like it's a decent team. Like that's what I, that's what I'm arguing for. I'm not saying they're right. a great team. You just feel like they should be in like the Bulls Knicks area instead yes. of the Detroit Pistons area. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Alex on this one. I mean, you got Bradley Beal, who's I don't know. You could argue like what this season at least like top ten, top fifteen player, right? Top thirteen or something. Sure, sure. Westbrook, who is not you know he's, West MVP he's good Westbrook right now, but yeah, was still a good like player. He's not, yeah, he's not a bad player. Yeah. I just feel like the holes in every other position are really, 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 really big. There are holes, and they're—I mean—they're missing their starting center in in a team that was already like. Uh, and their starting center was Thomas Bryant. Right was... in a in a team that was already like defense like deficient, like they they were struggling defensively. Right. You know that reminds me so. of when the Knicks lost their starting center in two thousand five. <laughs> Nazi Muhammad. <laughs> it's a real bad time for us. Shouts out Nazi Muhammad. <laughs> we can bring um, off the bench Eddie Curry. No, it's like uh, Kurt Thomas or something with play center. Um, yeah. But... Oh man, NBA legend Kurt. Thomas. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get it twisted. I'm not saying like the Wizards should be like a great team right now with a different coach. They just shouldn't be as, be as shit. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's fair. I, I think that's fair. I don't know. I, I would expect Brooks to get fired soon. Like, he has to, right? But I don't think so anymore because, like, they had that, like, <laughs> kind of decent run for a bit. And just... now with this Jazz, like, they're they're very bad, but they're just, like, not, like, Timberwolves bad. So they don't get any <laughs> They do. They do have notoriously poor ownership, similar to kind of, like, the Bulls situation um, where the owner kind of, like, just didn't really listen um right so it may it may just be up until you know he, he just has to change his mind one day like the bulls owner kind of sort of slightly has yeah um you guys want to pivot over to the west a little bit yeah I have, I have some like better news 20 the west. like 15 excellent teams in the west so yeah the west the is timberwolves are not all, an excellent all good team. teams and then you got kings rockets and wolves but um yeah, the Blazers is the team I've been watching the most in the West, and they've they've been having a pretty rough season in terms of just players going down with with Nurk being out again for for a while, uh, forcing us to play big minutes for Cantor, and then with um, CJ being out for a bit, which is a real shame because before he was out, he was playing at an All Star level. Um, but CJ's back now. Uh, I think it's still going to be a little while before Nerd comes back. But I think the, the big story here is that they've been doing pretty well, all things considered. Um, and that's largely because of Damian Lillard playing really, really good basketball. He's been amazing. Um, so I think that's kind of the silver lining. I think it also helps, like, the, the pickups we did last year with Derek Jones Jr. and, and Covington. Um, and even Cantor coming back has been helpful and i think like um mellow you missed and him didn't you we did miss him it's nice to have cancer back <laughs> um i mean he, he he's legitimately helpful um i i think uh 
Melo and Trent Jr. in the starting lineup has been pretty good too. Um, and same with Simons. And so I think those those things, as well as like the minutes that Little have ha, has been getting, I think those are kind of positive signs. But I do think uh, Blazers might be in a in a similar tricky situation as they have been in the past few years, even when Nurk comes back and it's like they look really good. But uh, yeah, the West is just tough. Yeah, I always I always feel I don't know quote unquote feel bad for Dame because. I feel like that guy always just gives it all, and he's always like in the fourth quarter. It's like Dame time. He's probably it's like him and LeBron in terms of who I trust the most in the last couple minutes of a game. But it always feels like he's fighting for like like last year, you know, like eight game winning streak. But it was like just to get into the like eighth seed, um, and right. it always just feels like there's stuff that's like working against that team, like they're cursed or something. Well, this is that's that's how I felt a lot last year. But then this year I watch a lot of Wizards games, and then all my sympathy has transferred over to be. <laughs> I'm like, actually, Dame has it pretty good. He's got it pretty good. <laughs> um, I mean, I was just looking at the box score for that Wizards. Sorry, we keep going back to them, but that it's like uh, Beal and Westbrook combining for like seven for like eighty points, and the rest of the team is like playing fifteen to twenty minutes each. Yeah, Alex well, Len is like your starting center. I, it's, uh, well, Dame had like fifty yesterday, and like true. this huge fourth quarter comeback. That was yeah. amazing. It's exciting to see Little and Simon start to get some uh, some burn there, right? Um, because for a while, it felt really felt like Stotts kind of didn't trust anyone, but you know his guys plus his veterans. Uh, I mean, like, if CJ's back, like, there's no reason why this team can't make a can't make a pretty solid run and establish themselves as like, you know, hey, we're gonna mess stuff up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the uh, do you guys want to talk about the Mavs a little bit because they bounced back? Sure. No, no one cares about the Mavs. They've just they've been kind of hard to watch. I'll be honest. And I thought Luca was... Yeah, we had all the Luca MVP hype. Yeah. But they've been tough to watch. It's just... I mean, KP was out, right, for a little bit, and he's, like, the only other... It's not a playmaker, right? But he's, like, the only other guy who can do stuff with the ball in his hands. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They lost Seth Curry, which was actually really big for them, is what I'm realizing. And they got Josh Richardson, who I like as a player in theory, but he hasn't been playing that great. And then Luca's just kind of been – he's also a little bit banged up, you know, and I think they're just relying on him too much. That's my opinion. It seems like he's forced to do almost everything whenever right. he has the ball in his hands. And almost wondering, like, you know, they might – there's still a chance they fall out of the playoffs at this rate. And with the Warriors are right on their tail. Uh, even, like, the Grizzlies, you know, might, might push them a little bit. I want to talk about – my favorite team to watch right now, which is the Pelicans. Um, oh, here okay. we go. Oh my God. Zion as the lead primary ball handler has been like the most fun and exciting thing to watch. Cause I mean, I wasn't around for Charles Barkley, but just to see somebody with that type of body and that type of athleticism, um, it's just incredible. And they're so fun to watch, but then <laughs> they lose like every other game. And I'm like, can you guys just win so you could be in the playoffs? What 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 do you think? Okay, well, first of all, I've I, I've heard rumors of this Zion Williamson ball handler pick and roll um, uh, thing, but I I really do I I loved I like that endorsement. Uh, what's keeping them from being an actual like uh, you know good team instead of like a exciting fun and exciting but not good team? They just have a weird. They have just they just have weird pieces that don't fit together, right? Like they're starting Lonzo Ball, good, uh, Eric Bledsoe, Steve and Adams, Brandon Ingram, and then Zion, and Zion's like the lead ball handler in that group, right? So, uh, like, how <laughs> does that work? Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that Steven Adams trade still looks weird. Yeah, still weird. Um, 
but they've been giving a lot of run to like Josh Hart's been playing a lot. And, you know, that's like somebody that I think makes a lot more sense in the lineup than like Eric Bledsoe, right? Somebody who, uh, I mean, Bledsoe's got good D, but somebody who's like a three and D player hustles, gets rebounds. Um, JJ Redick and Zion have this really amazing two man chemistry too. Um, but I don't know if Redick's getting geared up to get traded cause he hasn't played a lot recently. Um, but it's just like the fun pieces of the team are are like bench bench slash young players, right? Like Jackson Hayes has been playing more recently and showing a lot of hustle. And uh, our friend Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who we saw when we went to um, Summer League 2, has been getting more run. So I, I think it's just like... advertising that. <laughs> we saw him first. We, we were there early. <laughs> we, were, we were there we were early there. for Gary Trent Jr. He'd be a good NBA player. We called him. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah, does it feel like a LeBron sort of thing where it's like you just got to surround, you know, you just surround Zion with shooters? You know, is that really the key you know, here? Because um, it feels like, yeah. I don't know, it feels like if they figure out what to do with, uh, you know, who knows what, what's going to happen to Lonzo, but if they feel, you know, they still have that core of Williamson and Brandon Ingram if they get like I don't know maybe two or two or three more decent role players in there I think that could really elevate them to another level but easier said than done there's also this I don't want I wouldn't call it weird but this dynamic between Brandon Ingram and Zion where Brandon Ingram thinks he's Uh the bat the Batman but you know like for that team to be to maximize his potential he should be like the Robin um but the team draws plays for Brandon Ingram like he's the Batman. Um, Interesting. And then, yeah, Ingram's game is, he's kind of like a bad shot maker. He's like a Kobe. Um, yeah. RIP, shouts out. But, yeah. So, so, I don't know. It's it's just a fun team to watch. You guys should watch some Pelicans. I'm down. I'm ready. So, what do you I'm, think they should do going forward? Um, like team pieces wise. Yeah. Uh, if there's a market, I would trade Eric Bledsoe because I just I don't see how he fits on that team. Is there um, a market for Eric Bledsoe? Sorry, continue. I don't know if there's a market for Eric Bledsoe. That's <laughs> if. Um, yeah, I I think defense is the big one. Um, yeah. Cause Zion's not a great defender right now. Um. I don't know. I guess in theory they should be good defense, but I feel like the team defense is not there. And then, like you guys said, more shooting, really. Yeah. All right. Well, they're young, we'll so yeah, they they yeah. seem pretty exciting. Have you guys been watching the Suns or following them at all? You know, I feel like I hyped them up a lot, and then they started winning games, and I was like, "Yep, they're a good team." And <laughs> And then I just never got around to. I mean, it's like it's it. I, okay, it's this is a this is a very anti basketball position to be taking, but I I feel like I know what I'm getting with Chris Paul. You know, I, he's he's a, he's a good player. He's got a great handle. He's gonna shoot those el- elbow jumpers. You know, I I know what I'm gonna get. Um, They're second in the West, Kenny. Second. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I think we all we all thought we were so smart because we were like, "Oh, the Suns are going to be good this year, y'all." You just wait and see. And it's like, no shit. Of course they're good. <laughs> um, I don't know, Alex. Have you tuned into the Suns at all? I have not. <laughs> yeah, they're they're the team that I want to. I haven't watched enough games, but I've been following them. But I want to watch more. Um, so I'm curious for you two, which teams you want to watch more in the second half stretch. And they just got they just got Tory Craig, real quick too. So nice. the Shots ESPN headline says Bucks announced they're sending Tory Craig to Suns, and it sounds like they're sending him to the Sun. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm still interested in tuning into Utah. They're a team that I didn't watch that much in the, in the playoffs in the past, apart from that wild Nuggets series. I watched a lot of Nuggets before, so I kind of want to chill out on them. Uh, so definitely the Jazz and Suns, the top two seeds, um, especially since they're like the new exciting teams this year. And I want to get back to watching a little bit uh, Steph Curry. You know, I want to watch. Some yeah, Steph he's been Curry. balling out. Yeah, it's like it's always you know it feels like a throwback, but always fun to see Steph Curry uh, play. It's better for everyone. 
And in the East, I have to, once Embiid is back, I really want to see this. Like, I've watched highlights of this mid-range stuff. It looks pretty wild. Um, it's been a while since we've seen like a post-up big man with that kind of mid-range game. So that's super exciting. So I definitely want to see that as well. What about you, Alex? Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely want to tune into more Nuggets games because I've watched some in the past and it seems like I think very early on there was like uh, some concern, but it seems like that was just them being tired from multiple 3-1 comebacks. It feels um, like they're always tired. Yeah. But now I think like things are also like um, MPJ is like playing really well and then Jokic is almost MVP level, maybe MVP level. Uh, and Murray's also being more consistent as of late. And so, um, I don't know. I think they're just like a lot of fun to watch. Um, and other than that, I'd, I'd be into watching more Grizzlies just to see John Morant. Um, and then on the East, I feel like I should tune into the Bulls. Because they're doing all right. Yeah, a lot of people have been really excited about uh, Zach Levine's. He's a uh, legit player. Play. Like a legit would be a good player on a good team, it it feels like. Not like an empty well, I feel like kind of player. A lot of players would be good. I don't know. There's a lot of good players <laughs> in the league. Yeah. I <laughs> like, I don't know if that's enough of a sell, I guess, is what I'm saying. I'm not, that's not like a knock against Levine. I'm just. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, one person I could think of. No, I don't want to do it. He's had a rough year. It's too mean. Yeah, we don't. We don't have what? to do it. Who? What? What? what Carl. Do you want Carl to Anthony Towns. But shouts out that guy. He's been through a rough year. Um, I mean, the 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 Wolves are like just perpetually. Uh, I, I, yeah, they've just been stuck in gear, and yeah, that not even. I mean, not even all of it is really the front office's fault. Like, they haven't made, like, really amazing moves, but I don't know. Malik Beasley off the court issues. He's actually playing, like, pretty solid, but... Beasley, I... Russell, uh, Edwards has been playing really well recently. Yeah. Uh, Towns, who, who's who been out a lot. Right. And he's on my fantasy team, so I, I know the frustration. But uh, I don't know. That team is... They, they need they to gotta, figure things out. They got a new they coach. They got a new coach. They got a new coach. And so they need time. It's just How are I they think... worse than the Rockets? How they are they played worse than like, the Rockets? They played like no games together, like D'Lo and, and Kat. Yeah, that's true. And, like, and I, I think know. their Edwards young players are really Really rough around the edges, right. but like he's pretty promising. So Edwards is exciting, but like Jarrett Culver, right? Lottery pick. You know, Josh Akogi was top 15 pick. Yeah. You know, these Wait. guys really haven't panned out, you know. Did you guys see that Anthony Edwards dunk on yes. our boy Watanabe? Yes. And it was very – maybe we'll get – it sounds like we're going to transition into our, like, off-the-court stuff. But <laughs> it was all very interesting to see how many people came in defense of Yuta Watanabe. <laughs> I mean – I like him. He said, I'll like do it again. Hustle. I'll give – yeah, that's what you I'll do. Fuck, like, I'll do it again. He got murdered, y'all. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody came to support Brandon Knight after he got killed by Andre Drummond. <laughs> nobody came for him, you know. Uh, yeah, that uh, dunk of the season and dunk of that might have been the best in-game dunk I've ever seen. Ooh, Ooh. I, I stand by that. That might be the best in-game dunk I've ever seen. It's it's up there, but mm, there's a lot of good dunks. I also I mean, can't name any other in-game dunks off the top of my head. <laughs> Maybe uh, the Vince Carter one. Where you Tom Chambers? That. I'll send you all the link. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all spend one day, one hour together, not even recording. Maybe recording, just watch, just sending each other dunk clips. You know, a real throwback to the high school. As days. long as it's not the uh, 2021 All Star Dunk Contest. Nice, that's dunks. a good transition. They didn't even they didn't even upload any of the like I was on I didn't watch it live so I went on the Reddit to be like oh maybe someone just uploaded all the dunks. That's okay, you don't want to watch in, it like, live. A neat, neat links. <laughs> I watched it live and I almost quit basketball. 
I watched I watched <laughs> the whole so thing live, and I was like, "Why do I even follow basketball?" <laughs> was it really that bad? What was it? Was it was so bad. Bad. It's just <laughs> it was bad because it was just like obviously it was already really weird because there was all this kind of conversation about you know why are you doing an exhibition game during the pandemic, but it was also just bad because like nobody was really trying and yeah it is like fun initially just to see all your favorite players on the court together but i don't know at some point it's just like i'd rather just watch a regular game and then uh yeah the the halftime dunk uh contest was just no good alex did you know beforehand that it was going to be during the halftime yeah i did i did not and i was like what <laughs> were you confused I, about that whole day then at that point then. were you just like the skills yeah. challenge it's... i i didn't know i mean i didn't even tune that, for that but I, I did hear yeah. i did hear the three point was probably the three point was fun yeah yeah it was probably That's the best part fun. of the weekend um but you're right alex the whole time i just i felt really bad for the players like you know these guys deserve a break and why are we playing a meaningless game during a pandemic? You know. Yeah, it's like, and it could have been really bad too, right? Because Embiid mm-hmm. and and uh, Simmons got exposed to to COVID, and they found out like on the way there, right? That's like the NBA's worst nightmare that all the superstars get COVID. But I don't know, just it was irresponsible. Right. That dunk contest so irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> the, the dunk was contest any- was like. <laughs> Go ahead. Are you were you gonna say was there anybody of note? No, I mean I watched some of the clips and it seemed like there was like one good dunk the entire time. Uh, I was curious if there was any philanthropy um, linked to the dunk contest. No, this year. I don't think there. I don't think there was anything attached to the dunk contest itself. I just remember when John Collins brought out the plane and the historical stuff about like the first, you know. Oh. Yeah, and he like <laughs> yeah. broke the plane going up for the dunk, and it's really awkward. <laughs> but I think the but, whole dunk contest in general was awkward because there was just like limited fans, or like there wasn't like a lot of fans. Yeah, I feel like they could have gone for something more interesting, like maybe pre-recorded segments or something. Like if they just let the NBA players like do it in their practice facilities and just clip the best one. But I guess I don't know. I guess you need that live. You need that live feeling. Uh, but there was no live feeling. It was just this awkward thing where, like, all the players <laughs> were, like, sitting on the bench, and then you have these, like, three guys come up and then take turns, like, dunking. And if they miss, did, uh, it's just, did... like, quiet and awkward. But Kenny Smith didn't get out of his seat and was like, let's go home. <laughs> let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. I don't know. It was wow. not good. I literally could not remember a single player who participated until – Alex, you just said Obi Toppin, or if that was you, Kenny, I forget. But yeah, Obi Toppin. <laughs> I can't name any. I, I mean, the All Star Stanley and Simons, and I don't. I only remember because Simons on the Blazers. Oh, Anthony Simons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, the All Star game itself had the whole like HBCU theme, um, and that was kind of interesting, but. I don't know. It's not, I I mean, it's obviously, I think a lot of it had to be Chris Paul's, like, kind of pet project. Mm-hmm. Because from what I understand, like, his big philanthropy right now is supporting HBCUs, and he was really big in pushing this All-Star game to happen as, you know, a guy who's, like, the president of the Players Association. Right. And I don't know. There was, like, a lot of, there seemed to be some, like, side politicking happening, but we didn't really get to you know hear about any of that which i guess is okay you know the players want to keep it between you know themselves you know but yeah i feel like this is just another all-star weekend that we're just happy to put behind us and at this point we're just like we're just kind of waiting for the playoffs to happen and hoping that the world will be in a better place by then right yeah so anyways uh, any other closing thoughts and comments um, or off the court things folks want to mention I did want to bring up that Vanessa Bryant's lawsuit against the sheriff of LA is happening right now um, because basically 
sheriff deputies took photos of the uh, Kobe Bryant accident scene and circulated them. Um, at least oh, that's what? what that's the that's yeah. That's why the lawsuit is happening. So I guess like it's alleged, it's allegedly or whatever. But yeah, that's basically uh, what the, the lawsuit is about. So four officers apparently took photos at the accident scene and were circulating them and leaked the story to the media first. So the police mm. are being accused of the leak, which is not surprising, you know. So well, police doing bad stuff. What else is new? <laughs> what else is new, indeed? Um, yeah, I've uh, we're not an NFL podcast, but I've been paying attention to Deshaun Watson. Have you guys heard about these allegations? Yeah. Um, how many? It's like six total. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Another one came out today, I think. Uh, so it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Yeah, we'll see how the how the league reacts, and I don't know. It's like the it's it's uh I guess the off season of free agency was getting too quiet for folks in the NFL. Um. Yeah. Alex, I don't know how we follow. Alex, what, what, what am I responding to? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe we should respond. Maybe we should try to find something hopeful. All right, our, uh, basketball. What's something you want hopeful? Me to wrap you this up? Uh, we we could each go, or you could just mention. Wrap it up, Alex. Wrap it up. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think the only honest feeling is that it is. And we've we've literally been talking about this for a year plus, uh, unfortunately. But it's like it is often very tricky to navigate kind of the things that are happening off the court with kind of our genuine, you know, pleasure and excitement about uh, the sport of basketball and you know sports in general. Um, but I do think it is, regardless of, of these feelings, kind of important to sit with them and kind of. Uh, really work through work through these things um the only other thing i want to say is that if you really want to see what like an all-star game looks like you can just watch a nets game like that's Ooh. that's just everything good about an all-star game really so are the nets gonna play the pelicans anytime soon i feel like that would be that, that could team. be fun yeah that'd be very fun so yeah i think from Offense, a basketball defense. level there's there's a lot to be excited about. I think, um, I think you know, in terms of playoffs and what will happen next, I think things are kind of sort of open. Like, definitely, Lakers are favorites because of last year, and the Nets are kind of favorites because of their super team. But like we kind of said, there's a lot of teams that are looking very, very solid, um, and you know, there could be some upsets too. And so, I think. Um, from a bas- basketball perspective, there's a lot to be excited about for, for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm also excited to watch maybe some LeBron because we haven't brought, talked about him and nobody's really talking about it, but LeBron is still LeBron, y'all. Yeah, and, it's and he's been he's been kind of weathering this storm with um, AD out. Um and playing like heavy minutes um and yeah he's he's still got it he's still a really good basketball player <laughs> this Space just Jam in. Two, guys this just in soon. lebron's still a good player <laughs> we have to remind folks get a reminder yeah sometimes we we're we're kind of numb to it or like we get used to it um but he's just so good like yeah honestly i don't know if 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 an MVP metric is really by like what player can really kind of impact the most, then I feel like MVP is always LeBron. Um, yeah, I like that. And he's really just like, like once in a generation kind of talent. So I do think it's important to kind of <laughs> remind ourselves of that once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely get into thinking about MVPs, especially uh, a month later in the season. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it for us today. Hope folks are hanging in there, watching good basketball. 
tuning into March Madness if that's what they enjoy. <laughs> or in Eric's case, not. <laughs> My pacifist protest. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eric, why don't you lead us off in the turnover? Okay. Three, two, one. Turnover. 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 Nice. Nice.